1: From a biblical perspective, the idea of slander is that I want to damage your reputation. And so I'm going to make sure that that stupid mistake that you paid for long ago and you've dealt with it clearly and it's under the blood and in the past, but I want to make sure everybody knows about it nonetheless, because I don't like you, or maybe I envy you. And so I'm going to make sure that you're harmed. That's
0: slander from a biblical perspective. We don't often think of ourselves as slanderers, but if we're not careful, it's quite easy to do if we're frustrated or angry at someone. In today's message, Pastor Robert will clearly explain what slander and gossip look like. Don't let either of them characterize you. These are habits you don't want infiltrating your Christian walk. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: We know gossip is wicked. A lot of times we're not sure what it is exactly. We don't know exactly when we've been a party to it. You know, we think that you know, if all I've done is listen to you talk about somebody else, then you're guilty but I'm okay. No, no, no. If you've listened, you're guilty of gossip. If you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, then you shouldn't be part of the conversation either. If you're not part of the problem, or part of the solution, you shouldn't be party to the conversation. You need to tell him, no, 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 listen, I'm sorry, but have you talked to him about this? I mean, I don't want to hear about it. I mean, please, I just don't want to go there. We know gossip is a bad thing. We know the Bible condemns it over and over and over and over, and actually as much or more than some of the things that we like to condemn. You know, slander. That's another one that sometimes we get confused about. We think that slander means only that we're lying about somebody else behind their back. No, it can be the truth if it's designed to hurt the other person, injure the other person somehow. From a biblical perspective, the idea of slander is that I want to damage your reputation. And so I'm going to make sure that that stupid mistake that you paid for long ago, and you've dealt with it clearly, and it's under the blood and in the past, but I want to make sure everybody knows about it nonetheless, because I don't like you, or maybe I envy you. And so I'm going to make sure that you're harmed. That's slander from a biblical perspective. You understand? We know that you know when your intent is to damage another person's reputation unnecessarily. Now, I want you to understand. I'm not talking about you know turning in a criminal. There are times when you know what you need to speak up. You know, if if, give me an example. Let's let's say I've had a roofer that just was completely unreliable, ripped me off, didn't do a good job, you know, so forth and so on, and you happen to comment to me that. You're going to hire this guy to work on your roof. I need to speak up. Listen, might want to get some references on him because I had kind of a bad experience with him. That's just a loving thing to do. You understand? What I'm talking about is the malicious, the malicious statements that are only designed to harm the other individual. We know that's wickedness. Flattery blindsides us. And the reason is, flattery feels pretty good most of the time. People come up and, and, and again, I want to bring some balance in here. When somebody pays you a legitimate, sincere compliment, you know it. Wow, blue looks nice on you. That's a pretty shirt. Where'd you get that? Or, Who cut your hair? That looks nice. You look nice today. Or, you know, a pat on the back. You did a really good job on that project. I just want you to know that was excellent. What you did over here, you know, was good. Compliments like that. We need to do that with one another. We need to be encouragers. We need to to build one another up in that context. But we have all had times when we know it's over the top. Right? I mean, you see the guy, and maybe you've been the, the guy. You don't pay anybody else much attention in the office. You're not all that complimentary towards your coworkers, but now the boss can do no wrong. We have other terms for that, but it's flattery, right? It's flattery. What is it you're trying to accomplish with that? Well, you're seeking to gain some sort of personal advantage by. Laying it on thick, some of it's sincere, some of it's not. You're flattering. You know, every now and then I'll have somebody that you know it's it's obvious for whatever reason they just want to get in good with the pastor. Maybe it makes them feel better about themselves. I don't really know what the deal is with that. I really don't get it. But there will be flattery. It's not one of these where you know that was a good message today. I especially liked this. That really, you know, but it's more nebulous. It's more, you know, wow, you're looking really sharp, Pastor. And I couldn't believe that sermon today. Man, I mean, what did you study anyway? You know, I think you're probably the best teacher I have ever heard in my entire life. It's amazing how, you know, you just, what was it that really, that really spoke to you? And they get this glazed look over their eyes. All of it, all of it. It was all, it was all good. It was all good. And you just know. You know, you just know. But here's the thing. What the Bible says is that that individual, who probably doesn't even realize what's going on, but there's a spiritual dynamic behind it, and there's a trap being set for you. Bible says that flattery brings ruin. Flattery brings ruin. It's fascinating. And I have to tell you, I've seen it proved out. I've seen it proved out. It's amazing how the enemy tries to set us up. i got to read this to you. I wasn't going to. Proverbs 26, 28, it says, "...a lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin." Anytime there's flattery, manipulation is the goal. Anytime there's flattery, manipulation is the goal. And the Bible says, It's going to produce ruin. It's just going to do it. Now, we need to be alert to these things. We need to be alert to the whole thing about lying. You know, we try to rationalize stuff like this. The Bible simply says God does not let liars into the kingdom of heaven. Pretty blunt. He doesn't let slanderers and gossips. He's really blunt. Now, does, does that mean that there are some unforgivable sins? No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying if your lifestyle, if your lifestyle is that of a liar, a cheat, a manipulator, you're not his. Because that's demonic wisdom, as James told us, not heavenly wisdom. We're not seeing the manifestation of the Spirit of God working in and through your life. What we're seeing is the demonic realm manipulating you and using you. And, and, and if if he's still in charge, that means he's not. It's an indicator not a cause of damnation. Because when the Spirit of the living God moves into an individual and begins to transform them from the inside out, eventually those behaviors change. Over time, you can't lie. You you just can't do it. You won't be as good at it as you used to be because you will be convicted, and it'll start showing up on your face, and they'll start catching you, and pretty soon you can't lie because every time you do, you get caught. I used to be so good at it. Well, yeah, but that's before the Spirit of God took control in your life and now when you try to do it, you can't get away with it. You just it shows up because you're convicted and your mouth gets all dry and you start sweating and you're trying, you know, and you just I didn't do that. And everybody looks at like, you're a liar. Because God is at work in your life. Now if you're still good at it and getting away with it, then you need to question your relationship with God. If you can still lie with ease, if you can still manipulate people with ease, if these things don't trouble you, then you need to ask the question of yourself, are you His? Am I His? Is He living within me? Am I alive in Christ? Why is it so easy for me to play games with God and lie to the people around me and manipulate co-workers? Why is that so easy for me? If the words of the Lord are pure, and peaceable, if that heavenly wisdom is gentle and it bears fruit and all these descriptions don't, something's not working, doesn't match my life here.
0: As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you're in the Miami-Dade County area and you don't yet have a church home, we'd love to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach for our weekly services. You'll find our location and service times at mainthingradio.com as well as more about who we are as church. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people, and we feel so blessed to be a part of it. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we'll be sharing spiritual leadership, Principles of Excellence for Every Believer by J Oswald Sanders. This book is a great tool for learning about how a person's God-given leadership skills are developed and how using them for God's glory will yield the greatest effects. For more information or to contribute, please visit mainthingradio.com and click on donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's word right here on Main Thing Radio.